Hello, everyone, and welcome to another new perspective, the podcast that brings you wisdoms and perspectives from all walks of life. All right, good morning, everybody. We're back here with Bob, and it's kind of like the Bob and Joe show this morning. Uh, this is our fourth episode. I've thoroughly enjoyed having you here, Thank and you. Uh, it looks like there's a few people listening to our show, which shows on my end of it. Okay. Um, usually about eight to ten people download our episodes, okay. so it's it's pretty cool. My son, my son was listening yesterday, and probably this morning. He and okay. his wife. So. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll get this one. Um, this one's usually pretty easy to edit, so I'll get it. Okay. I usually get them posted pretty quickly. Okay. So. Um, so there's a topic that I wanted to talk about this morning that. I caught a little bit of it through my childhood, um, mostly into like middle school and somewhat into high school. And since you're twice my age, um, you'll know this topic very well. And it's talk, it talks about privacy. And I heard someone put this the other day a really great way. It said, privacy is power. And especially in the, the world we live in right now with social media. And you had said the other day that you just got on, this, on Facebook finally. All right. And so now you have a glimpse into the world of social media a little bit, and you've connected with some people, right? right? Some people you've been searching for or, like, curious about or, or students and stuff. So, um, but it's finding the balance of how much to share and what it feels like in a world where everybody shares everything and what it was like, say, even 40 years ago where if you walked up to a stranger on the street or somebody you knew on the street even, that you really didn't know much about them other than what they shared. So like things that happened in the home were very private. It was between the couple or between the husband and wife or between the family. But now there's so much on social media where the family is very open and very verbal and very um, openly sharing right. about their things in their home life and things like that. And I just kind of wanted your point of view and I'm gonna share some of my points of view of okay. it because I'm a very private person still, even, even mm -hmm. as much social media as that I do. Uh, and I kind of wanted your point of view, and we'll just kind of like dabble on that a little bit. So, you said a word in there I think is very important, and the word is balance. Because mm -hmm. um, I think I think with the social media today, people go overboard. Now, when I was younger, there was a lot of privacy, but again, the word is balance because on, on one hand, maybe some of it was good, maybe some of it was not good. As far as like how much privacy we had, or well, how secret I mean, it was. there could be problems in someone's home where someone is very abusive oh, to yeah. one of their kids, and and if no one speaks out, then you never know. So again, it's that word of privacy. Uh, and I, I remember when I when I first started teaching, um, so social media was this in 1965. Okay. Social media wasn't available like that, so at that that point, the kids became the kids were pretty vocal about what they liked and what they didn't like, and I liked that. Matter of fact, one time I was teaching a class, and I can I could still see the boy in 1965 where he sat. He raised his hand. He says, "Hey, Mr. Perry, Mozart sucks." <laughs> so I could have a conversation about that. I said to him, "John, you suck." <laughs> so he said, what do you mean? I said, he said, how can you tell you I suck? I said, well, I don't like your shirt. He said, yeah. I said, I don't like the shoes you wore today. He says, yeah, but you don't know anything about me. I said, well, what do you know about Mozart? So let me at least present it, and then you can make a decision after that. But what I, so I kind of like that 
Then all of a sudden the kids became silent. They carried all of this stuff inside of them when like the Vietnam War was going on and all of that. They yeah. protested a lot, but all of a sudden the kids weren't saying what was hurting. And I, I'd, rather, I'd rather have them say that to me and then I, then I could respond. Right. So I, I think the word is balance again. Absolutely. Um, Why do you think that changed from the 60s through Vietnam? Like, do you, did you see something in there that maybe would have shifted the more being more vocal I, and open just, to like being more like silent? I'm just wondering, Joe, like when I, when I was growing up, my mother and father, I think, and even my wife's families, whatever we wanted to buy, we saved to get there. And if we wanted to do this, we saved enough money to get there. All of a sudden, people have become involved with stuff. Mm-hmm. So families have uh, two cars and a boat, and they can't talk to their kids anymore because they're working. They can't even use the boat as often as they want because they're, they have to get a couple of jobs. So in the meantime, the kids are like trying to figure out where they are, and they get yeah. on social media and probably start to respond to other kids. So... I think it's a whole balance of life. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, you might have said a little piece of it there that kind of makes a little bit of sense to me based on my perspective of it is as we start to get into more of a material world, right, right, where it's like, you know, it's keeping up with the Joneses or like, you know, I need to buy more to make it look like we're doing better. Right. But then you have to work more be able to afford that so then you lose some of that family time and, yeah. and do you the kids losing the time to be parented or the, the lose the time to be right. engaged by their right. by their parents to talk right. and learn the importance of expression and um and talking and sharing right. you know did we lose it there right where they are like well nobody wants to talk to me at home so I, i'm just not going to talk in, at yeah. all well i mean you go to a restaurant even the even the parents even the parents are on the phone. I mean, the kids yeah. are on the phone, the, f- the mother's on the phone, the father's on the phone. Yeah. I, thought, I, we thought we, I thought we were coming out to eat and enjoying one another. So I think the social media is helping some kids respond to other kids who might have the same issues. The problem is balance, again, they go too far. You know, they might right. pose in a nude and send a picture off thinking it's okay. And then years later, it's not okay. Right, know, it, it comes, comes back da- out. It comes back know, out. That's that uh, privacy is power right. thing. So. Yeah. You don't show all your cards. Now, on the other side of that, I think I mentioned this once before, I had, we had a strong uh, arts program in our community, and I I formed a parent group. Mm -hmm. You did mention that. And and they they were powerful in that they would support the superintendent with budgets and all of that stuff. And he would call me and say, could you get your people out? And, but I think I mentioned this before, but I never put those people in a position where I knew they were going to lose an argument, the privacy. So I kept, them pri- I kept that private so that the people were thinking, that's a powerful group. Right. So Yeah, you don't really know. It's like not right. showing your cards. Right. 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 So right. Like, you only show the ones you need to actually win your argument. Right. right. And I think that plays into social media also because right. like, I use social media to build my business and my yeah. personal brand and right. who I am as a person and, and right. uh, my public profile, my public personality that I share with everybody. But for the most part, I actually had someone tell me this once about my social media. They're like, your Facebook's kind of salesy sometimes. And I was like, well, my Facebook isn't my, 
it's who I am, but it's not right. my personal information. I'm not going to share with you the ups and downs all the time of my life. Right. I'm going to share things that are happening or, or things that right. are changing or share positive affirmations and, and like try to help people right. with right. giving them good information. Right. But I'm not going to share my privacy with you on a social media platform. Right. You know, But I do like what you mentioned about um, the abuse thing. Right, where there was so much privacy in the home sometimes where there was a really bad abuse situation happening, whether it's with the kids or with the spousal right. abuse and stuff right. like that, and where right. now there's a way out. Now there's like this, like you, if you can get a message out, you can reach a lot of people very quickly, right. you know, right. and have some effect that way. Yeah, it's, it's a delicate issue because it's so, it's so confusing, you know, with, with all the media and the information that's out there and, and, uh, the freedom, the freedom kids think they have, sometimes the freedom they think they have is not freedom at all because they're so attached to this thing. Yeah. Um, and it stops the freedom. Well, that's what I, I saw this. Uh, it was on a meme on Facebook, and they were talking about how um, back in the day the phone was corded and you were free to play, and now we've corded ourselves to the phone. Right. I don't remember exactly how it went, but it was really interesting because you know, the phone used to be on a cord. You couldn't take it anywhere. Right. So then you had to leave it where it was at and run off. Right. And now we're attached to the phone, and the phone's keeping us attached to it. Right. You know? well, when, we, when we lived back in Somerset with our three kids, we had one phone on a wall, and the kids got a long cord so they could stretch it to their room. Right. You know, but, I mean, uh, so they were careful with their conversation. But... Um, the other thing we've talked about is that for some of these kids, the social media, sometimes they're playing a soccer game on their, on their computer rather than going outside and mingling with people right, to communicate, playing actually playing soccer. Right. So uh, it, 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 it's balance again. You yeah. know? I mean, social media is good. I mean, I've been able to reconnect with students that I haven't talked to in 50 years, but they're not sharing all their the stuff that's been bad in your life. I mean, so it's, right. so that's good. And, um, but when you go too far, then then you go into an area that becomes uncomfortable. You know? Right. I mean, I see it a lot of times where I read people's posts and I'm like, I could never fathom sh- sharing that something that deep about myself right. on social media. Right, because yeah. I'm not demonizing. I'm not. I'm not putting down anybody that does. Right. But I just want people to really just maybe stop and think about what it is you're putting out there right. and who's seeing it, and who's seeing it and can use it against you right. in the future. Because now you're showing your hand, and now you're going, "Well, this is happening." Yep. But then maybe in a divorce situation or whatever, they're going, mm-hmm. "But look, they said this." Yeah. Right, and now they're confused against you. Yeah. The other one is how often we see kid or uh, parents sharing photos of their kids and all the information about their kids and stuff online too. Yeah. You know, because we wouldn't want to see ourselves online all the yeah. time. So yeah. remember, I always think of it like this way in regards to this situation. <clears throat> remember, like weddings or graduations, and mom would get out all the baby pictures. Right. And everybody's like, oh, look at you, like, oh, that's so cute or whatever. And you're, like, embarrassed. 
But now you're sharing your four and five and six year old kids, like their tantrums or their like funny things right. or whatever online. Right. And they have no idea that in 20 years, right. all of their baby pictures are already public to the world. Yeah, yeah but I grew up in a time where <laughs> I'm not sure we even had a birthday party. It was just, you're here. You're 11 now, okay. Oh, yeah. And that's how, like, yeah. my, our birthday parties growing up, even for me, yeah. was grandma might, might come over. Yeah. And we had a sheet cake with our with some candles on it, and that was it. It was like happy birthday. I don't birthday. think I, we did, we didn't even have that. I yeah. mean, it was just it was just hey, my mother's point of view was, you you should be happy you're here today. You know? Yeah, just be grateful. So, you're you're you yeah. made another year. Yeah. So, uh, so that was always your <laughs> point of view. But uh, I, again, I think one of the most important ingredients a parent can give to a kid is their time. Yeah. It's not the stuff, it's the time. Absolutely. And, and, then, and if they did that, then the kids, I think, would be less on social media or maybe even sharing some of that with their parents or something. Right. Again, for some of these kids who are on the social media, in defense for them, they probably have no other outlet. No, I think it gives them a great outlet to like yeah, communicate yeah. and like create these tribes, create these right, networks of people. Right. Who might you know, have the same, you know, thing going on. So right. again, if they could keep it in balance and not reveal too much of the right ugly stuff that might be going on. You right, know? and then, and like mental health has been. It, I think this piece of it's helped a lot with uh, breaking the stigma around mental health. Yeah, yeah. Because being on social media, you realize how many other people are thinking the same way you're thinking. Yeah. Right, where before, if you're lost in a depression or you're anxious or you're right. like having weird thoughts, you might go, Man, am I the only one dealing with this? Hmm. Where do I go to get out of this? And like, you know, they if you talk right. to somebody then say the wrong thing, you get locked up or you get right. like hospitalized or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. So is what I'm thinking normal yeah. or somewhat normal? Is there anybody else out there that thinks yeah. like I do? Yeah. Right. And I think that's the that's a really great thing it's done for people yeah. is to break that stigma going wow, there's like millions of people out there that think like I do. Yeah. So how I do mean, we change that? I think you said a word really in the opening. I think the word balance, Joe, fits with everything. No, it does. With, every, with everything, with, with privacy, with openness, with honesty, with sincerity. Uh, I mean, there's a fine line and not crossing over that line. Yeah, but I think we do that as um, so much, not just in privacy, but in the fad diets and like social media, privacy, all these right, things is right. that something about our human nature, it, we take everything to the extreme, yeah. right? It's always like, oh, to cut carbs out of your diet. So instead of yeah. cutting a few carbs out of your diet to maybe have a healthier diet, you right. go completely carb free and right. now you have a health problem because you go, oh, cut carbs out? Yeah. I'll cut all of them out and maybe, yeah. it'll, maybe it'll happen faster. Is the balance again? Right. Yeah. So it's like I don't know why we like we always take everything to like the extreme. It's like instead of like a little bit one way or the other, find the middle and then yeah. like shift to the right or left a little bit. Right. Right. Um, but we're always like, oh, it has to be all the way. It is all about balance. But I think um, you know, and I like there's a lot of pieces we talked about already, just in the privacy piece. Right. Right. You know, social media and like the goods of it. You know, being able to show someone in a small town that might be being abused by their husband or vice versa. I'm not going to pl- 
play the mm-hmm. male female thing, but like, um, like I grew up in a town of fourteen hundred people, right? So if your husband was if you were abusing your wife, right. and the closest few people that she could possibly get a hold of were all part of your little network, right. she could never get out of that little network. But now she posted something on social media and made it public, and all of a sudden it went out states, you right. know, countries wide. Then it can loop back around and she could find help. So, you know, that piece of it's very, I think there's a lot, a lot of power to that. Yeah, yeah. So we talked a little bit about that. So, like, what what's your experience been on social media for the most part? Like, what have you seen? Uh, well, with, uh, again, again, I've been able to reconnect with, because I love teaching. I've been able yeah. to reconnect with students that I had 50 years ago. And then... I'm connecting with some of my colleagues. As a matter of fact, uh, a colleague that taught with me for over 30 years was the choral director. Haven't seen him in 10 years. They're, camp- they're camping. Just, they retired, sold their house, and have gone to 48 states. That's what they've been doing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they love it. They love it. So they're going to be coming up from Virginia and going to Jordan Lake. So on Wednesday, we're going to be able to reconnect. So that was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been able to reconnect, and, and and so far all the reconnections with the students have been on a, on a positive note. You know, I mean, because I want to know what the again I, I I keep mentioning this word balance. I mean, social media can be used for good, can be used for bad. Mm-hmm. So so far my experience with it has been uh, really wonderful to be able to connect with, yeah. and then seeing them now. Now they I'm actually I met with one last. Oh, yeah, you mentioned Saturday. that. How'd that go? Oh, it was wonderful. I haven't seen her in maybe 30, 40 years. Wow. And uh, and then every year when I go to Florida, I see another student that I had 50 years ago. Every year I see her. I mean, so it's it's been good. Yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> one thing, well, actually I'll share a really powerful thing that happened with me is because you know about my uh, my festival group in the... In the right things that I've created with that or mm-hmm. built together with that is that as a 40-year-old man, I have over a hundred very, very deeply connected, very um, good friends because of social media. Okay. And in 2013 at the Bonnaroo Music Festival, we wanted to try doing group camping. Okay. In group camping, you have to have 25 people minimum okay. to get a space to camp at. And we're like, well, how do you find 25 of your friends that all want to camp together or go to this one thing together, right. let alone like right. camp together? And uh, so we're like, all right, well, let's create a Facebook group. And we create a Facebook group and we're like, add anybody that might be remotely interested in camping with us. Right. And in t- at the end of 2013, there was about 680 people in this Facebook group. The people, wow. All random people from all over wow. the country. Wow. just. Anybody and everybody. So in 2014, when the passes went on sale and when the passes were cut off as like the deadline, there was 103 complete strangers that bought passes together, camped together. And we show up at the property and it was pretty much chaos for the first few days because we're like, we didn't really have logistics or planning or understanding. Where, where was it? What state? In Tennessee. We all show up together. Things didn't quite go as planned and it was kind of chaos and we we're trying to figure it all out. And then Sunday, 
and I think you'll really appreciate this, is that a few people got guitars out and we started this big sing-along. And all of a sudden, everybody realized, like, this is why we're here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it brought that, that sing-along and that music, right. and, like, that just sitting around and, and right. playing instruments just brought the whole group into this mass together. Right. And we left all those good friends. And in 2015, 14 to 15, the same hundred of us, since I've been in logistics and event planning most of my right. life, I was like, well, I'll take care of a lot of the math part of it and see what we can put together and come back together in 15 and see, because the one contest that you compete for, they told us, well, you guys weren't inviting enough. Okay. Right? We're like, okay. So I brought my giant tent that we had for my parents' business. It's like 30 by 30, like circus tent, basically. And all these committees, and we, we organized ourselves and put ourselves together. Yeah. And in 2015, when we left the festival, one of our friends, she put on our message thing. She goes, do you guys realize we're in the Rolling Stone? Really? Yeah, and they're like, we looked it up, and we were like the best tent, or the best camp at Bonnaroo in 2015 in the Rolling Stone. Wow. So we're like, we went from not very inviting right. to like, now we're like, hey, here we are. And we do love you do this like, every year? Yeah, we've done it every year. So we have, there's about 150 of us that are, are really, really, really good friends. Yeah. Go to different camps. We go to different festivals and stuff. So we'll, okay. like 30 or 40 of us will show up at any festival. And we'll okay. just show up, set up our camps, and just like have a good time. And it's like your whole family's everywhere. Wow, nice. So what that's done for me is what I, what I thought in my head when I was really putting it together. If east of the Mississippi... I can stand at any point pretty much in the country on the east of the Mississippi and be within 400 miles of, of, a of a friend that I can knock on their door and yeah. stay on their couch. Yeah. That's the power that social media contains, right. and that's what we can use it now, for. Let me ask you this question. <clears throat> I bet with some of these strangers, mm -hmm. you reveal so much of yourself that you didn't reveal to the people you grew up with. Oh, yeah. No, it's a crazy because like, I mean, so it is the pussy thing. I mean, sometimes I'll meet a person on a golf course or camping because we can't, and all of a sudden I've met this person for 20 minutes and we are deep into our private lives. And yet, with someone I've grown up with my whole life, I they don't know anything about me, right? I mean, what's going on inside, you know, right? Interesting. No, it's very interesting because I had that happen uh, not this past year, the year before at the Halloween festival that we go to. Right. And uh, I was out, because I usually wake up early, and I was out for a little stroll. I was walking down the road, and this guy was standing there next to a golf cart. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning. Right. And uh, at music festivals, time is kind of its own little thing. Like, right. it doesn't really matter what time it is or what you do at what time right. of the day or anything like that. And, and we, had, we exchanged a quick little hello and a hello, good morning right. kind of thing. And we started talking, and he was like, hey, you want to take a ride? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So we jumped on the golf cart. And we spent the next three hours together, Talking. me and this guy, com complete stranger, yeah. riding around on this golf cart right. all over the festival right. and stuff like that. We started talking about our dads and like our experiences and like what was going on. My dad was always kind of sick at the time and his dad had passed away. And, right. and uh, I mean, we were hugging, we were crying together. We had this like this really... No, we talked about this once before. That wasn't a coincidence. No, no. I mean, for you to both be at the festival, both separated from your other groups, yeah, and you meet, and then you reveal your your life. 
Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that's uh, those are those planned or not planned right. meetings or circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. But if it wasn't for social media, right. I would never have found right. the group right. that I showed up with. And these are all complete strangers at one right. point. And then you create a bigger net and a yeah. bigger network and a bigger network and a tighter network. Yeah. But we, we realized that what holds us together as a group is that we allow everybody to be who they are. Yeah. So there's people of all colors right. and all shapes and all sizes and all demographics and yeah. classes and whatever. And we're like, no, we just, we like you as you. Yeah. But we don't care what you look like or what you do for a living. Well, it's interesting, though, because you know, you, we started a topic with privacy, yet you could reveal more of your private life to some stranger and not feel like that might be put on social media. I mean, somehow, intuitively, you know that the sincerity between this person and you, otherwise you wouldn't reveal that stuff. Right, no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, we... I think I mentioned we we ran a campground store. Right, you had mentioned for that like before. thirty years. So we we camped in the woods, mm-hmm. and my wife and I had a little trail. And the kids, we had three children. They had this big tent, and there was no electricity, no running water. So it, we we would sit and talk. We would sit and play games. We'd go and pick blueberries and raspberries, and yeah. So we gave time. We'd take bicycle rides together. I mean. Uh, it's, that's, it was so valuable. I mean, and and the the kids were in a tent, and yet they look back on that memory as very very fun. You know, that was a powerful time for them. Oh, I'm sure as kids, yeah, like yeah. to like really have that much freedom to, to on play Cape, and just on like, Cape Cod. You know, the ocean's right there, and <clears throat> yeah, and that's uh, that's wild. Yeah. So, but in that process, um, we met people running that campground store that I became such good friends with and, and we revealed a lot of stuff yeah um, privately you know right no it's a very interesting it's a very like you know throwing the balance word at it but it's a very yeah. interesting balancing act between like is it I think um, I think I, I heard it best recently they said like words are the least important piece of communication and I think that plays into the privacy thing and how you, how much you feel okay. in yourself that you're comfortable giving to this other person because yeah. you feel that person, right? As to sharing it online in a digital platform yeah. where you don't really feel what you're sharing is really going to affect anything because you're just typing it. It doesn't yeah. really have a feeling to it. You're right. just typing it, right? And it's similar to events. You're just typing it. Mm-hmm. And you send it off into the world and now anybody can read it. But when you share something privately, publicly, however you want to look, I mean, it's kind of a weird situation because you are sharing something very private with somebody you don't really know. So is that something privately being shared publicly? But that feeling, that tone, that inflection, that, that connection you feel, do I trust this person energetically or spiritually or emotionally mm-hmm. to share this deep piece of myself with right. them right. right i think that's a piece that, that i think that's part of the the exchange 
No, I think that's that. I think that's the biggest piece that's missing. Yeah. And we talk about that with um, one thing I see on social media all the time now is like one of the biggest hashtags on a lot of the platforms right. is loneliness. Yeah. Right. And it's the loneliness feeling is because we don't because we only communicate by words digitally. Yeah. And we don't communicate by compassion. Yeah. Right. We're not face to face with somebody. We're not. We we feel like we're. Uh, we're missing this deeper level of connection heart yeah. to heart with somebody that we used to have all the time. Yeah. yeah. But it's e- it's easier that way than when you meet person to person. Then you then you actually have to give them your time. Social media you can be doing that when you're in a car or you're driving or something, you know. So Right. But we grew up in a time where uh you know, there was your neighbors no one locked the door. I mean, uh, our friends came. The mother needed a cup of milk. They'd come over and just ask if we could have a cup of milk. And I mean, like she, at least neighbors shared experiences with and were watching for one another's children too. Right. So I mean, it, there was privacy, but yet there was a concern for uh, neighbors to take care of neighbors. And right. uh, I don't think that happens now. I mean, where where we we live in a senior community, I couldn't tell you who lived five houses down. I don't even know what they look like. Oh, really? I don't. Mean, when yeah. I grew up, when we grew up, we knew everyone. When our kids grew up, but all all the ladies, we were all having children at the same time. So it was, so it was different times. But uh, right. So sometimes, uh, the sometimes the privacy could be lonely. You know? No, it can be. And like I, uh, so it's interesting because I grew up in a very small town in Ohio. And when I, this gives you a, a good glimpse of it, is that I used to, I had this full-size Chevy van that I got when I was 16. That was my, our family's vehicle, and they gave right. me, I, it was pretty much mine to drive around. Yeah. What year was that? It was, an, it was uh, that was in 96. Oh, okay. And it was an 83 Chevy van. And... Where the two highways intersected, there was kind of like this little half off ramp to like yeah. connect the two highways together, and there was a gas station right there. And from that intersection to my parents' house is about maybe a half a mile. And I'd go zooming around there, and from the time I got there to my parents' house, I'd walk in the door, and they're like, "The gas station called, said you were zooming around the corner again." <laughs> yeah. right? right, right. So. Privacy was an interesting thing to right, me because, right, like, right, right. everybody knew who you were. Everybody knew what your car looked right. like and what who your parents right, were and right, what their number was right. and all that. So then I leave there to go in the military. And I'm living in Virginia Beach, right? And on the same balcony as myself in the apartment I was living in, the door next to us, I had no idea who that person was. Never met them, never right. talked to them. Right. Try to say hi to them once. They walked right. past me, never said a right. word. Right. Right. So it was a weird, like, over a course of a, a year difference yeah. to go from where everybody in the world knows who you are, right. where everybody in your your little world, right. because if you grew up in a small town, like, everybody's in your world, to the person that literally lives across the wall, the wall from you, right. right, that you can hear make their coffee in the morning. Right. You have no idea who that person is. Well, I think back then too, you know, uh, the neighbors were were concerned about you realistically. But today, now, I mean, if you 
call your neighbor. I think if a parent calls a neighbor, the, the neighbor might say, look, I'm going to get a lawyer. You know, like, uh, yeah. uh, don't interfere with my family. So people stop calling or whatever. So it's kind of nice where there are some communities where people might still do that. Right. You know? Well, there's balance, though, too. Because, I mean, like that, that's we're going to keep throwing that word back yeah. in there because it's important. Is, you know, how do you go from where everybody knows everything about you to nobody cares yeah. whether you're alive or not, yeah. Yeah. right? Would the guy that lived across the wall from me in Virginia Beach yeah. care if something happened to me, yeah. right? Yeah. Or would it be, oh, I don't care about you at all. I'm yeah. just going to ignore you and go to work because... Maybe, that, maybe that's what led to this. Yeah, to the social media, where the kids feel like there's no response here, so I'll communicate another way. You know? Right, mm-hmm. right. And it's finding some of that back where like, we still need to be able to communicate face-to-face. It's, that, it's the interpersonal relationships or like, it's the emotional intelligence. Right, right. Right, finding that piece back and being able to bring emotional intelligence back into technology. I, I think a word you said too is just <laughs> having some compassion. Some yeah. compassion for other people's needs. Uh, sometimes it, people think it's all about their needs. When you get get off of your needs and realize someone else's, it helps. You know. Yeah, and I think it's um, if we could find some middle ground between like uh, caring for other people and still caring for ourselves, but like, I think that it's it's the community piece. Right. Right. It's not like. Anybody's better than anybody else. Right. It's, you know, why does our group work so well in for the festivals, right? It's because, my opinion, we have a community, right? right? So when we go to show up at a festival, what used to take six months of planning to get all this stuff together right, and right. to show up, it takes a few dozen messages and right. be like, hey, I got this, I got this, I got this, yeah. I got this. I guess here's when I'm showing up, here's yeah. when I'm showing up, here's when I'm showing up. When we show up, we set up, we're done. Yeah, but I think what helps. I think what's nice too, Joe, when you when you're camping is uh, you're not looking at a guy's 50 inch TV. Or you're not looking at. They're not bringing all their stuff. You right. all have the same right. kind of stuff, unless someone comes with the biggest refrigerator hooked up <laughs> to his car or something like that. Right. Uh, right. But I mean, for the most part, if you're a camper, if you're a true camper, you know how to camp. You know, you don't right. need a, a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Right? You I mean, want, you we, want. We go to we get pretty bougie. Because, I mean, we'll go, we'll have, like, solar units, and we'll have, like, running water, and we'll have, right. like, all this stuff, you know. Right. But it's kind of like, how fancy can we make it just to make it fancy? Right. Right. So it's not like we need the stuff. Right. We definitely do without it, because we have many, right. many times. But right. it's also fun to have the stuff. But, you know, what's interesting, too, is that <clears throat> you people are going to a, a place in nature. Yeah. You're enjoying nature. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to a motel. You're not going to a hotel. You're going. Right. You're no, going. Exactly. In a, you're going in the woods. We're going to rough it for a little bit. Right. Right. Or kind of rough it, but I mean, it's still, it's still roughing it, and you're taking whatever you can to like yeah. give comfort to the roughing it. You know. But, but you're appreciating the nature around you. you right. Know, the trees and the, maybe the mountains or the river. Or, right. Uh, or the music. I mean, yeah. go there for the music yeah. itself too. Yeah. But yeah. we have we've we've come to this uh, kind of a. I wouldn't say it's a problem, but where we'll go to these music music festivals and end up not leaving camp because we're all together. So we're like, why are we paying all this money to go to these music festivals when all we want to do is be together? 
right? So now we're in this the, the dilemma of like, do we still keep paying to go to these things or we just show up in someone's field and set the tent up and all camp together and hang out for the weekend? Yeah, and bring you, bring you guitars and do your own music. No, exactly. Yeah. So it's been very interesting to kind of like, you know, evolve this thing over the last six yeah. years that yeah. we have this crazy family now that wow. we've created. But, you know, we wouldn't have had that had we not trusted the people that were in this group on social media yeah. Yeah. that bought passes together. And then we had to figure out how to get along together, smoosh right. together in this little spot. Yeah. You know, but we are very open with each other right. for the most part. I mean, there's still, even in our group, there's still levels of friendship. Yeah. Right, we like we love everybody that's in our group because it wouldn't work without everybody that's in it. Right, but there's still friendships that you find that are deeper right. than other right. people. Right, right, yeah. and that's just learning like how much you can share. That that's that feeling thing. Right, right. That I know when I'm around you, I feel comfortable enough to share this with you right. because I know deep down that you're not going to share it with the rest of the world. Yeah. Right. But do I trust everybody that way? You don't have to trust everybody no. in an organization at that same mm-hmm. level. I mean, there's like a hierarchy thing of like trust. Yeah. So. Privacy, right? Privacy. Yeah. Well, also the fact that all of you connected because campers are a certain kind of people. Mm-hmm. So probably what you put out there attracted campers. You know what I'm saying? I mean. They're a certain kind of people. Right. Um, people are willing to rough it a little bit. And yeah, like, yeah. Just take yeah. what comes and like yeah. deal with it and work around it. Yeah. <coughs> now, this, this couple I mentioned that we're going to see, uh, they've, they've traveled 48 states. Sometimes they'll call us and I'll say, where are you? We're, we're on the California coast and we're looking, watching whales jump out there. Another time... We'll talk to them in Texas or something, at a rodeo oh. or something. Okay. I mean, they just, he retired over 10 years ago, and they sold, they live in a trailer. They live in a trailer, like 26-foot trailer, that's it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not even a big one, it's just, it's what I said, they well, need, you, and that's it. I said, you two must really get along, man. <laughs> 26 feet, you know. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I talked to him, I said, why don't you sleep at our house? Said, oh, no, no, we like to be in our trail. I said, okay. Yeah, um, I mean, you create this little nest, this yeah, little world that yeah. you have. So, I mean, it's a certain... So social media helped you connect with people. It can, again, it can be used for good, could be used for bad, you know? I think it, uh, it's one of the most powerful tools we've ever created yeah. in history. Um, I think we just... The people that created it um, this is me as a Gen Xer talking, is that, you know, I grew up without it yeah. for the most part and then grew up into it. So I saw the benefits before and the benefits after, yeah. right? And understood, like, if you if we use it the right way, how powerful it could be. Because, yeah. like, everything I learned from my practice and what I built for my systems, I learned on social media by following the right people all yeah. over the world, yeah. right? Um, but if we could understand the balance between like how much to depend on it yeah. and how much to reveal and how much to reveal yeah. of ourselves and say like, you know, I want to tell you, tell everybody this part about me, yeah. but 
there's pieces of me that I need to work on myself yeah. that other people don't need to know about. Yeah. Right. And I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of power. And I'm going to share this with like younger people. If you listen to this is that <clears throat> even adults right now, because you see it a lot with that. There's so much power in holding back just a little bit of who you are, because now you're not showing all of your hand. Yeah. You might show yeah. a few of your cards, but yeah. In the back end, there's still like nobody really knows yeah. who you actually are right. completely. Right. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of power to that. I think. Yeah, because you know you might need that thing that you reserved for something else too. Really? Oh damn! Yeah. I didn't think he was capable of that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because you can pull a card out where you're like, oh yeah. shit! Like, yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. To show you how far we go back. <clears throat> if I mentioned this before, I don't think I did, but when I was going out with my wife. We were like, she was like 16, uh, she was like 15, and I was 16 or 17, and uh, they finally got a telephone, okay? They didn't okay. even have a telephone. Yeah. Well, so she was like zero to 16 and get to her first telephone. So we were talking one night on the phone because we were pretty excited. I had a phone, and my house had a phone, and uh, all of a sudden the, f- the phone clicked down. So the next day I saw her at school, we were in the high school, I said, what what happened? How how did we get disconnected? My father hung up. He says, "If you talk to him more than three minutes, write him a note." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and at that time, Joe, you probably heard about this, but at that time, it was like a three or four party line. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, really, I mean your neighbor picked up the phone and said, "Oh, right. this is for Bob Perry." Okay, so. And I think people were pretty honest about that. I mean, we didn't listen to their conversation, you know. So. Right. But that was trusting that the other people weren't actually listening yeah, to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, talk about social media. That was the first social media for us was a telephone. Right. But a party line where yeah. you had to trust that your other neighbor yeah. next to you yeah. wasn't actually listening to your conversation. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, that, that takes a lot of trust right there alone. Yeah, yeah. You because know, you can find all kinds of things about people, you know, listening to their story. I remember I was having problems with my phone in in the town of Somerset. And, you know, it's the push button. This is the one on the wall. So I said to the the girl, I said, I wish I had my rotary phone back again. She says, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you put your finger in a, in a little circle hole here and you, yeah. you go to the number and you... I don't even know what that looks like, so... Yeah, um, I had one. We had a rotary phone until I was in high school. Yeah. So yeah. we always, like, um, you'd try to call in on the, um, for, like, a radio contest. Right, right. And you always had to try to call in fast, so we always had the idea, like, well, maybe I can push it back faster, so right, I can dial right. again quicker, and, like, it doesn't work that way, but... Well, my... At the time, too, uh, high school, only had... This is probably in the 80s. My high school only had one computer. Oh, really? Okay. And, and uh, the vice principal would take my oldest boy and after school and, and teach him how to use the computer. So my, my son went into computer science as a major, but, I mean, he, had, he learned from that one man how to do that, you know. And then he, wow. then he built his own box for a, a little computer. I, I forgot what kind it was. He made his own little box, and then at that time the, the computer had its own language, I mean, he was trying to teach me the language. I said, I'll wait till I can talk to him. You know, so, um, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of th- I think I mentioned in one of my earlier times is that I think the moral development is always behind, you know, uh, technology. It takes like a few years, and all of a sudden, 
get, get caught up, and then all of a sudden technology takes off again. So it seems like we're always a little behind, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so... so. Well, awesome. Well, I really appreciate it this morning. I mean, it's uh, I didn't I didn't know how well the privacy thing was going to go, and like okay. I think it uh, it really hit really well. I think an important word today, Joe, is balance. Yeah. With everything. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because yeah. you know we can see where social media can be very powerful and yeah. very beneficial yeah. and, and useful, and we can also see where it can be harmful. Yeah. But balance in life, period. <laughs> As you said, let me get rid of all the carbohydrates. Well, I don't know whether you should do that. Uh, right. I mean, our system runs on that. So like, do you get rid of all of them or just some right. of them? Right. You know, so. words are important. Yeah. That's the biggest thing about all, yeah. a lot of this. Is, powerful. You know, words are very powerful. They can hurt. Yeah. That's another conversation. That's a whole other one. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that one next, next time you come in. Okay. All right. All right. Take care. All right. Thank you. Enjoyed that. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I look forward to sharing more with you on future episodes. If you need to contact me, you can reach me at anothernewperspective101 at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an awesome day.